are listening to A Cup of Confidence with Erin Rector. Tips, tricks, and stories on how to succeed in sales and life. Well, hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Cup of Confidence with Erin Rector. I am Erin Rector, your host today. And I am beyond excited to have my guest with me today. I have Von Lai Dumon, who is the owner and creator of WorkSmart Advantage, as well as a TEDx speaker. So good morning, Von. How are you? Good morning, Erin. Thank you for having me. And I love the name of the show. I think every morning when I drink my cup of coffee, I'm going to be thinking that I'm drinking a cup of confidence instead. I love it. I love it. That's what's in my coffee. That's right. <laughs> For sure. Well, welcome to the show. And if you wouldn't mind, just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So like you said, my name is Vun and I'm the founder of WorkSmart. I've been running this company for, I guess, almost six years now. And the purpose of my organization is to bring creativity into the workplace. So I do team and leadership development through the lens of what I call creative integration, which basically means everything we do, we bring in creativity, play and experiential learning. So a, a program might include a spoken word artist, a DJ, some Legos. So we really want to make um, make the learning environment in the corporate world more playful and more creative for a few reasons. Number one, because we want to keep people engaged. And then the second real reason is that with through creativity, like you, people retain the information more readily. And it wasn't the initial purpose of my work, but what I found in my work is that really through creativity, what we're doing is we're giving everyone a chance to have their ideas and their voice heard. That's so phenomenal. And just what a unique and creative, <laughs> you know, thing, thing to do and think of. And, you know, just as I'm listening to you here, I'm thinking to myself, like, Gosh, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> it's a, it's a, and it's a you know? lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> and that too. No, and that's... Yeah, there's a lot of fun because of what it is, right? Creativity play, like that's who we are innately, all of us, no matter if you think you're creative or not. So by bringing that into the work environment, you just really generate a fun environment. That's so true. And it's funny because I have always kind of defined myself as not being a creative person at all. And then somebody mentioned to me, you are creative in your own way, but think about what are you creative in? And I really took that to heart and started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I really am creative when it comes to cooking. Like mm -hmm. I love to cook and yeah. like play around with recipes. And I like to, Hey, I don't have this. Let's try this instead. Or, you know, maybe a substitute. Like, um, I think, uh, a few times I've tried putting, instead of using butter, I use applesauce and like Ooh. baking recipes and stuff, mm -hmm. like all kinds of different, you know, creative things. I'm like, you know what? I am creative, but just Maybe not the same way you are or the same way someone else is. So 100%. that's really incredible. Yeah. And we talk, I talk about that a lot. It's like the idea that we, like as human beings, like there's no getting away from it. We are all innately creative, but your creativity right. is going to look different on you than it does on me. And what we need to do really is expand our definition of what creativity is. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I also think too, like now that I'm aware of this and, you know, now that I have a son, I have a five and a half year old really allowing him to explore his creativity. And I think also having him has helped me explore my creativity. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I, so. I, many of the activities I bring into the corporate world, I've learned like from my son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching him. Uh, like, oh, exactly. I'll bring that activity into, to work with big kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's great. And you know, it was 
funny, right at the beginning of the pandemic, his daycare was phenomenal. And they used to, because they were shut down, but they would send us like creative ideas, things to do with the kids every day. And one of them, it was just, it was so amazing. It just said, just go find stuff around the house. And it gave some examples like cotton balls and bobby pins and, you know, um, the paper towel, you know, rolls, just find random stuff and put it all in a bag, give it to your kid and see what they do with it. Yeah. And my child made a robot out of (laughs) toilet paper, foil, little, um, pipe cleaners. Yeah. And he made a robot. And I was like, I would have never thought to tell you to make a robot, but it was just fantastic. So I I just absolutely love the spirit um, behind what you do. It's just incredible. I wanted to talk to you and I I wish I would have mentioned this before for those listeners out there who have not heard Vaughn's TEDx talk. I'll even tell you to stop it right now and go listen to it or listen to it after you're done listening to the show. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. I I can't even, I can't even put into words how much it moved me to listen to your Ted talk and talking about your creativity. And I know that this is a subject that we'd like to talk about. So talk to me about, you know, how you got involved with that. What was the purpose and maybe a brief synopsis of the, of the Ted talk? Oh my goodness. So that is a story. So the getting it, the doing it, and the after is, is they're all different stories. Right. I will tell you as a, as an entrepreneur, we all want to do TEDx talks, right? We all want to get on that TEDx stage, that red dot. And I was the same yeah. for about three years. I just thought to myself, I want to speak on the TEDx stage, but um, I don't know what to talk about. I want to talk about creativity, but there's many people who've talked about creativity and, and have done a better job at it than I could ever do. So I didn't know what to talk about. And you know, my history is that I'm from Vietnam. I'm a Vietnamese refugee. We came here when I was two years old and we, we first landed at Camp Pendleton Marine Base in San Diego. And then the story goes on from there. But, um, my mom was one of the founding members. I, I guess not even a founding member, like a, um, she trailblazed the manicure industry in the United States. And it's a, the story is about that. So the way I got on that TEDx stage was one day, we were in Anaheim. I live in Los Angeles. Anaheim's in Orange County, about an hour south of us. And there was a, a celebration celebrating my mom and these women who had started the manicure, the Vietnamese manicure industry. And when I saw my mom on stage being celebrated for this accomplishment, I thought to myself, that's my story. Like who else can tell this story? That's my TEDx talk. And I wrapped it around a concept that I teach, which is this idea of following your curiosity take small, you know, follow your curiosity, ask what if, and then take small steps towards that curiosity, create possibilities for yourself and others. And when I saw my mom, her friends on stage, are like, that's exactly what they did. They had no idea what they were doing, right? They just, they just had a curiosity. They asked what if, and they took small steps. So I went home about a week later, serendipitously, there was a post on LinkedIn from a woman I had met at a conference three or four years earlier that said that she was producing a TEDx talk. It was called Citrus Park Women, the Mission of Mavericks in the same area where my mom had just been celebrated, um, but she was only looking for people to buy tickets. So I bought a ticket, closed my computer, and then I you know, followed my curiosity, opened my computer back up, asked what if, well, what if they have room for one more speaker and took one right. small step of sending her an email and asking, uh, here's my story. I'd love to tell on your stage. Do you have room for one more speaker? She emailed back that's a couple so of days incredible. ago yeah, and said, yes. And that's how I got on that stage. That is so amazing. And the story is just incredible. I, 
encourage everyone listening today to to check out um her her TEDx talk because it's it's just phenomenal and it's just it in so many ways I don't want to give everything away but it's just it's incredible and and you being able to follow that as well you know like that's that's the one thing you know I have a background in sales as well as you know I'm I teach confidence. It's what I teach. That's what I do. And the one thing that I um, talk about over and over is just asking, taking those small steps of what's the worst thing that's going to happen. I mean, you know, what if she would have said no? Yeah. How much of that would have really changed? You know, I would have still shown up. I would have gone to watch it. I would have made some friends and it all been good. And you would have networked and then maybe a couple of years down the road, it would have happened or, you know, a month or two. So it's just phenomenal. And I think that it's super important for everyone to think about that, but especially us as women. I mean, I think that sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times we're very hard on ourselves and we always, you know, are looking at others thinking, oh, well, that's for them. Like, oh, she's wonderful. She can be up on stage, but I don't think... I'm not as good as her, you know? So I think that it's just really incredible that we all like lift each other up and encourage each other to continue, you know, pushing those boundaries and really, you know, testing uh, those limits. Yes, I I absolutely agree. I think it's really important for us to empower one another and get out of that paradigm and the way we are raised and social norms about us being quiet about our accomplishments and really just and, and really speaking up about, about our accomplishments, not, it's not bragging, right? Like it's something you've, you've done, right. you've accomplished it. You should be able to talk right. about it confidently. Yeah. You know, that's, that's interesting. Cause I've been told several times, um, in, in my life and on, so I'm also like kind of on a weight loss journey, not kind of, I'm on a weight loss journey. And, you know, I, in the beginning, I used to really like downplay myself and be like, yeah, well, I've lost 50 pounds, but but I'm not where I want to be. And I still need to keep pushing. And people are like, I had several people actually stop me and be like, why are you downplaying yourself? You just say you lost 50 pounds, period. period. <laughs> and yeah. end of story, Absolutely. <laughs> you know? So, but I think that we do put, you know, put those limitations on ourselves. Um, but you know, there's so, Oh, I feel like I could just talk to you all day long. There's well, so many questions that I have. Can I speak on that for a second? Because absolutely, I, that has so much meaning to me. We, we always are belittling even our accomplishments. Like, Oh, I did this yes. little thing. I, you know, we were always prefacing with a smaller adjective or whatever. My, uh, uh, um, and, and I will tell you, like one of the things I do in a lot of my workshops is we, I'm a Lego series play facilitator, which is a thing. It's a certified Lego series play facilitator. So it's a facilitation method that lets you think with your hands and we build, we build ideas. And there is something about building ideas and speaking about what you've built rather than speaking just straight from the heart that separates it a little bit from you, that makes it easier to talk about. And one right. activity I will often do, especially in my women's workshops, because we don't do this as women, is I will take the time and I'll ask people to build an accomplishment you're proud of. An accomplishment literally might be, you know, I got out of my pajama pants <laughs> every single day this week during the pandemic, right. whatever it might be. Right. It doesn't have to be a huge accomplishment, something small to something right. large, whatever you want it to be. And it is the first time I did this, I was floored by how many women cried talking about their Lego build, right? Because because it's not about the Legos. It's not about being playful. It's about taking that moment to recognize ourselves for something we've accomplished, which is something many of us don't do 
men and women, but I think particularly women. That's so beautiful. And just what a creative way to accomplish that. And it really reminds me because I'm a, I'm a part of a women's networking group and I just, I absolutely love it. The founder is phenomenal. She's incredible. And every single time that we do, um, we do these networking meetings via Zoom and you always share a win no matter mm-hmm. how small. And like, the, like you said, uh, amazing. And how many women, you know, cry because they're so emotional of, you know, big wins, small wins. And um, I think that that's super important. And we always give gratitude for another female in the world. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, you know, a member of our group. That's it could great. be anyone and, um, and ask because women also, uh, I know I'm guilty. I, I don't like to ask for anything (laughs) for help for, you know, just anything. So I think that it's really important that we, we do all those things that we share our accomplishments, that we lift each other up and we, you know, aren't afraid to ask, um, you know, for ourselves and for others. So let's talk about, I know you have a uh, leadership canvas program. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. So when I first started my business, it literally was to bring creativity into the workplace. Like I brought my arts and crafts supplies, my paints, and and I, I wrapped around almost like a, um, this idea of personal development, right? So um, I had a program called Weave of Dreams. How many corporations do you think about that? <laughs> So right. what I had to do is like I, right. I, I, I hunkered back down and decided, okay, I need to tie creativity to a business value, like leadership development or team development. Yeah. So Leadership Canvas is now my leadership training program, and it's designed for current and aspiring leaders. What I have found working in this, this, this area going into corporations is that most companies around four to six years in a business they or or even or even longer actually going to the truth they have so focused on growth and productivity that they've forgotten to focus on their people so what happens is people are good at their position so they're they're promoted into a management and leadership role but they get no leadership training so what leadership canvas does is a 12 month program and it's designed by what we call building blocks so each building block is a leadership topic that might be something like uh, managing conflict and conflict resolution. It might be presentation skills. Basically, all sorts of, we have probably like 13 um, building blocks. And we come in over the course of a year. And every other month, we come in and do a workshop on one building block, just one. We spend three hours developing mindset, skill set, and behaviors on that one building block. And then we give the, the, the cohort in that company a month to use the skills and the behaviors we've, uh, we provided them. And we come back the next month and we do a roundtable discussion. You know, how those tools work for you. What, what, how, what worked, what didn't, how can you move forward? And then the third month we come in with the next building block. So we do that over the course of the year. And the reason, and again, it's all through creativity. And the right. reason I've, ex- I've, you know, decided to do Leadership Canvas that way is because I do truly believe that leadership is a developmental process. It's not a weekend retreat. Oh. It's not, yeah. you know, two days of learning, trying to learn everything, absorb everything. It's a developmental process. And we want to give people the time and space to utilize the skills that we, that we bring. Oh, that's so smart. That's such a great strategy. I'd love that. I, um, I do have to ask, cause you, you know, mentioned, you know, bringing in your paints and all of your different yes. creative things. Where did all of this come from inside of you? Like, when did you discover this creative, like, appetite that you had? Oh, that's so early on in life. Like, my mom can tell you really? stories about, she bought me this beautiful, gorgeous white bunk bed with like a desk on the bottom of a bed on top and 
that thing did not stay white very long. I, I looked at that <laughs> and I saw that's a canvas. So I oh. painted that thing. And you know, every time she'd buy me new shoes, I'd paint them or shirts. I'd sew them differently. So being creative has always been a part of who I am. It was nurtured in a very, in a way that like it was a fun thing for me to do, but it was certainly never something right. that that my family would have taken seriously. And I wanted to go to art school. And, right. um, but that wasn't really in the cards. So I followed the, the, nat, the, the you know, the path that, that, that seemed right for me. That I was told, like, I mean, I went straight from high school to college, to college to business school. Right. And, 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 but always was creative, always found ways to, to explore my creativity. And it was, it was when I had my son and I was working in the, in a corporate environment for longer than I had thought I'd be there, a, a very right. structured corporate environment. And I thought, I looked at this little baby. I'm like, like I'm, I'm unhappy here. Um, and I want this baby to grow up with a mom who, uh, with a, with an example that you do what you love, right? Yeah. You do what you love. You follow your, you follow your passion, you follow your calling. So, um, when he was about a year old, I left and that's when I started this business merging, you know, all my business experience with my creativity. Right. Right. You said so many things that I want to talk I, about right there. I saw you nod um, your head throughout the yeah, whole thing. So many things. <laughs> Um, first of all, it, it really amazes me how many people that I speak with and that it, very much like myself, I followed the path that I thought I was supposed to follow, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be from, you know, my, the parent, my parents example, uh, I got that all tongue twisted, but you know, or what they always told me I was supposed to get married young because, you know, they did. And that was the norm. Yeah. You know, I remember my grandma, I mentioned this, I've mentioned this before, but my grandmother would always tell me if you're still single at 21, you're an old maid. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I must've been your grandma when I got married then. <laughs> right. right. And, you know, so, I mean, and I would think about those things and I would be like, oh my gosh, am I really, I'm old, old maid because I'm, you know, here at the time I was 22 and was just getting <laughs> oh married gosh. and it didn't work out. I should have known better, Shocking, but it didn't yeah. work out. And, you know, just following, you know, I was told I was, should be um, an elementary teacher and went to school to be a teacher. And then I quickly realized this is not for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what was for me at that time, but that's okay. But it's just, it's so, it's so amazing. Like how we just get in this, like just narrow space of this is what we have to be. And you just follow it. Mm -hmm. And then something happens. And uh, like you just said, it was the same exact situation for me when I had my son. And I just, so many things changed for me, the way I looked at everything, life in general, but definitely my career and wanting him to, to see the example of doing what you love and doing what's best for you. I mean, obviously taking care of those around you as well, but, you know, doing what's true to your heart. And I really have taken that to heart with him. And I really encourage him to be creative. He wants to be messy, be messy. If he wants to play in the dirt, play in the dirt. I can wash your clothes, you know, just we have, all those we have very similar parenting um, yeah. styles. And I thought when, <laughs> as you speak about this, I think like, well, and I love that you're, that you are parenting like that. I know so many parents who are now parenting like that. Um, yeah. And I think about like, wow, what's that, what's that future going to look like? I mean, how much happier is that generation right. going to be? Because they can just be themselves. Exactly. And, you know, it's, um, it's so cute because he's, he's very smart and he's always been, you know, he's always been smart, but he likes to tell you how smart he is, which is great. But I, you know, we had to knock him down a little bit and just say, <laughs> Hey, 
Being smart's awesome. It's awesome, but that is not the most important thing. So we always say being kind is the mm-hmm. first thing. So being kind is number one. Yes. Being happy is number two. So as long as it's making you happy and, and you're good and obviously not hurting anyone, that's that's number two. Then three, then you can be smart. <laughs> Do we have I'll the same son? Do we three. have the same child? Because my kids always say to me, he's like, he's like, Mama, your your brain is smooth. Things slip off of it. <laughs> My brain is bumpy. That's hilarious. <laughs> I collect oh, a lot of information. <laughs> That's hilarious. He tells me all the time. He was like, um, he'll always say stuff like, you know, I'm smarter than you, right? I said, oh, well, yeah. you will be. <laughs> That's yes. for sure. I'm like, yes, I'm not going to admit and it right now, but... <laughs> He told me it was, I think it was last week or driving to school. And he mentioned something about being smart. And, um, he, he said, you need to catch up. Oh my gosh. These these kids. And I was like, child. Yeah. And I, I, and like inside my head, I'm like, you're right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, I know. There's so many times where I'm just like, wow, like he just, he amazes me. And, you know, like we said before, I, I mean, and not that there was anything wrong with how I was raised. I think it was just a whole different time and a whole mm-hmm. different generation. And, right. you know, things were just different and that's fine. I mean, technology has brought us world. I mean, when I tell my son, I didn't even have a cell phone, like 20 years ago, he's like uh-huh. blown away. <laughs> you know, he's like, what do you mean? You didn't have cell phones. <laughs> like, yeah. how is that a thing concept. or tablets yeah. or whatever? Yeah. So it's just incredible. And I think that we are making a huge shift, um, in how we parent. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if it's just my age or the people that I hang around that are like, like-minded, you know, people, yeah. but I do think that we're making a shift. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not for me to decide. I mean, I'm there to obviously guide him and help him, but, um, letting him explore his creativity and his curiosity is just, it's, it's just beautiful to watch. I agree. Um, so talk to me a little bit more about how would a company or, um, an individual like be able to work with you? Just call me. I do all my, you know, I, I do, I would say I do all my initial consultative calls because I'm, cause, cause that's the creative part of it for me. Right. I love, and I love getting to meet people. There's so many of my clients become such close friends and yeah. And it wasn't like that for me before. Before I was very serious, very conservative in terms of my relationships with my clients, um, because of yeah. how you know how I was raised and being in the corporate world, like you, you kind of think like you have to appear a certain way. But until I really just started being myself, and like my like I, there's a there's a a survey, a character strength survey I have a lot of my clients do. It's called the VIA Character Strength Survey, and. In doing that survey, okay, so I'm not answering your question at all. So basically, when people <laughs> get a hold of me, it's like, just, you know, go to my website, email me, call me over the phone, text me, just get a hold of me and we'll have a conversation, right? But the first oh, thing I always want to do is, is find out what, what the needs are, what, you, what your needs are, the needs of right. your, your organization, your team that you're trying to bring me in for. And yes, we have Leadership Canvas. I have my team development program. I have my women's workshops. And all of it is always customized to a client's needs. Um, right. Because everyone has different needs and everyone's everyone's workplace dynamics are are different. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we we start with a call. We start with a consultative call, see what the needs are, then I write up, up a proposal. And I try not to just email proposals. I generally will be like, when can you get on the call to to right. work on this with me? Let's collaborate, let's co-create this together. 
Right. Oh, that's fantastic. I love the way that you approach that. So before we head off for the day, is there anything else that you would like to share or uh, tell us where we can find you? You can find me on LinkedIn. I always, I'm always on LinkedIn, um, Van Leidemone. And I have a couple freebies. The one I think we'll use for this one is, um, is called Map Your Day. And it's a great tool to change your have to's into I get to, right? So this idea of well, I came up with this because I was looking at my to-do list and thinking like every time I look at my to-do list, I think heavy, right? I think there's so much to do and my energy is lower. But if I change that and think about the impact of each of the things I'm doing that day, then I can say it as I, I get to and what impact I'm going to make. Oh, I love that so much. What a great perspective on that. Like I get to, and you know, I um, make sure that you check out her TEDx talk. I mean, I probably watched it 15, 20 times. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I listened to it three times in one walk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because yeah. I was just like, so it, was, it was incredible. Such and I will also say, I, I kind of got emotional on one. I'm like, oh, I just missed like five minutes <laughs> because I'm thinking about, you know, all the different things in my head that, that you sparked my creativity. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story with the world. And, um, you know, let's definitely get your message out there for sure. Um, I appreciate you so much and uh, so thankful that you were able to be with us today. And guys, make sure that you check out Von De Lamon. And uh, until next time. Thank you for listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you heard, make sure you share with your friends.